Welcome to this week's Instrument of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. I feel like I should know that reference. Uh, I'm just too bootylicious for you, babe. Oh, that's a Bill Cosby quote <laughs> from his famous Jello campaign. Yeah, Alex was the leader of the Free Bill uh, campaign going on the last uh, several months. And Alex is proud to announce that he was successful. Yeah, I, was, I was talking about Mr. Bill, uh, <laughs> the best SNL cast member of all time. Uh, he never, I mean, I think he was a featured player, but he was never on the, the main cast, which is a travesty, honestly. Yeah, I agree, because he's the only one on that show that, that could ever act. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, tell that to John Belushi. This week's episode is about the Netflix television Sorry, series, uh, Sweet Tooth. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, before we get into some sweet tooth, and let's say there's a lot to get into, uh, we got to talk about some news. We got to talk about some Loki, uh, and then we're gonna break into some sweet tooth stuff. Uh, but there was a big trailer that just dropped, Alex. Um, Halloween Kills. Yeah, which I didn't watch. Just also like the new Suicide Squad trailer. I also did not watch that as well too. Well, here's the thing. Uh. And I take your same stance on this. After I've seen one trailer, that's all the trailers that I want. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Halloween Kills trailer. Yeah. And I feel like I know every single thing that happens and every death that happens in that movie. I think they show every single one of them in that trailer. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, including how Michael Myers escapes, which I'm fine with. Sure. Because that's like the first 30 sure. seconds of the movie. Uh, I'm beyond pumped. It looks incredible. Um, Shang-Chi also had a trailer. I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, that was the second trailer for Shang-Chi. Um, and in this trailer, you get to see Jung from Kim's Convenience. Sure. Uh, see Mulu. Uh, you get to see the actual tin rings, which in this version are not rings on your fingers like they're in the comics, but they're like armband sort of that you wear, like kind of like, uh, live strong bracelets. <laughs> yeah. They've got the, uh, the same spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the exact same appeal now as they did back then. And the same power. <laughs> What's that power again? I can't remember. Like, Living strong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Does it come with any HGH? Those, uh, those rings look like they definitely had some HGH in them. We got to see a dragon as well in the trailer for a brief second, which just makes me think of Iron Fist more than anything. Do you think the dragon was Iron Fist? No. Do you think the dragon is Danny Rand? But, like, that's how you become the Iron Fist. Uh, fuck the dragon as you go yeah that's it that's it yeah that's how you become <laughs> and that's his origin story yeah and then the second that and the his dragon, death story you don't get the dragon tattoo unless the dragon also finishes well that's how he gets a tattoo that's exactly <laughs> it that's <laughs> just the exact pattern of dragon jizz is a dragon no no that's the tattoo you are missing like you don't clean yourself off you just walk out, perfect pattern. It's it's, it's really an incredible skill. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I did something, Alex, this week that I haven't done um, in well over a year. Given to charity. I've never done that, and I never will. <laughs> they don't deserve my money. Uh, show me something that pays me, and then you know maybe we'll talk. That's the charity I can yeah. give. I'm the yeah. one that pays me. Um, yeah, something I haven't done since early to 2020. Uh, I bought tickets to go see a movie. 
Oh, wow. What movie did you see in theaters? Uh, nothing yet. Oh, okay. But we will be, uh, by the way, next week we are watching Black Widow. Yes. And let me tell you, I bought the first possible uh, tickets for that day. Uh, I will not be eating breakfast. And instead, for my breakfast, I will have popcorn yeah. um, with beautiful, beautiful butter yeah. all over it. Completely reasonable. Yeah. I will eat the most delicious shitty hot dog of yeah. my entire life. And I will Amazing. also have a salted pretzel. I don't jump too far ahead of this, but like I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to someone and I uh, and I was like, Black Widow could be terrible, and I might think it's the greatest movie of all time just because I'll be back in theaters again for the first yeah, time in the forever. This is going to be great other than the stomachache. That could be the only thing that ruins <laughs> it for me. Um, I teared up a little bit buying tickets to see a movie. Yeah. I haven't done it in so long. Yeah. I love movies. Uh, before this, Alex and I were talking. Uh, I've watched like 16 movies in the last two weeks. I'm ready to go yeah. and yeah, see yeah. one <laughs> not at my house. Yeah, completely reasonable. Uh, do you have any more news for us? That's all I have. What do you okay. have? Anything anything new, big, or popping that you don't No, have? nothing at all. Uh, you want to talk about Loki? Uh, yeah, I absolutely want to so talk about So spoilers for Loki episode three and four. Yep. Uh, I just want to go ahead and jump to the towards the end of episode four. Well, there's uh, not much that happens in episode three. It's true. I mean, it's mostly there's about like... There's not happens in the first uh, third of episode four. I would you want to say, I do want to pat myself on the back. That was correct that... Female Loki was is also Sylvie. Uh, so Sylvie's character from the comics who uh, is from Oklahoma originally. So I'm very upset about that change that that's not she's not just a, a teen in Broxton, Oklahoma. Uh, and so, where's she from in Oklahoma? Broxton. That's the fictional town that that, oh, that okay. Asgard uh, floats over I'm in like, the comics. Where can I pretend that I can definitely <laughs> say that that is? But I can't <laughs> think of a single place. No. Bixby and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, anyways. Yeah, shout out to everybody, all of our fans in Bixby, Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, at the very end, a bunch of stuff happens. Who cares? The the the, the three dudes are androids. Cool. I, I, I love that part. I thought that was really cool. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. was a, a, a real big twist that I enjoyed. But if Mobius is actually dead, then what's the point of this show? Uh, well, let's just say Mobius got zapped just like Loki did. Pruned died. is the word that they use for I it as well, too. I prefer zapped because it's way cooler because okay. it looks like a bug zapper on a stick. Sure, is sure. what their Tiva mm-hmm. uses. Yeah. Uh, and not like the sandals because also you should never wear sandals. It's fair. Yep. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, if you are, at least if you're a man, nobody wants to see your feet. It's true. If you're a woman only around Quentin that That was actually why the, the ancient Roman Empire crumbled. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was the Tevas. It was the sandals on the men. Two, well, Tiva broke through then. Tiva's the oldest time, dude. It's true. Okay. We're trying to break US down. Uh, but yeah, okay. Continue. Uh, you were just sad that Owen was. The way that he died was really sad, too. No. And well, and there was like no, like, like it was he died and we're moving on. Like, yeah. not even like a split second of like, it's like give the viewer a chance. And with the way you saw the after credit. You had a big heart to heart with uh, yeah. Loki right beforehand, too. And it was like, oh man, you, okay. You saw the after credit scene. Friends. No. Uh, in, in episode four, right? Mid credit scene. But yes. Yeah. Uh, but because I was watching it with, at the end of episode four, Loki dies. Uh, and I was watching it with my He's wife. Pruned. Zapped. with my wife and she said like if mobius and loki are gone then like i don't i, I don't think i'm gonna watch this show anymore because like they're by far the, the two best characters in the series oh that's not close yeah yeah and i, I like sylvie a lot uh but i mean it, it's those two by a massive margin let me tell you i like her enough to have 
a storyline featuring her and maybe a movie later. Sure, but sure. you know what I also want is more Tom Hiddleston I want, and more Owen Wilson. I want an entire Mobius-verse. <laughs> I want a buddy cop movie. I want 22 episodes of just each episode is like a Marvel what if, but just of the different uh, timeline versions of Mobius. I would watch every episode and I mm-hmm. would watch them the second they came out. And that's really how I'm going to pretend every Owen Wilson film is. It's just a different version of Mobius. <laughs> oh, this one was a variant. So yeah, exactly. Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights yeah. was the same one. Exactly. But they're gone now. Uh, and in some of them, he's he's a dog. Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, but we found out that all the Tiva employees are variants. Yeah. Who had their memories erased. erased. They didn't uh, have them erased, but erased. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I went a little Elmer Fudd right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're all variants that had their mem- minds wiped to work for the TVA. Uh, but who cares? Let's talk about that mid credit scene. Yeah, that's where we get Alligator Loki. Uh-huh. Um, kid Loki, who also is probably into Ska. Yeah, uh, <laughs> naturally. Uh, really old Loki. Um, classic Loki is what I refer to him as. as. Classic Loki. Okay. And then who's the other guy? Uh, another Loki, but like it's a Loki that's holding... Miljolnir. So I guess it's a Loki that like, or a version of like the hammer, like a Loki that maybe proved himself worthy. Maybe it's a Thor. Uh, could be. Uh, but it's a very, amazing. like Red I love Kid Loki. Uh, if you've read Kieran Gillen's Young Avengers, Kid Loki features prominently in that series. Uh, and he is fantastic. But classic Loki is played by Richard E. Grant, who is amazing in everything he's in. Uh, probably best known for with Nell and I, uh, Playing with him. else is he known for? Uh, he was in Gosford Park. He was in Black Hawk Down. Okay, uh, Those he, are two much more successful yeah. films. Yeah, but with Nell and I. I mean, you were the one that talked about that before we got on this podcast about the Cartier Collection at, le- at length. So I thought I would yeah. pick something in that wheelhouse for you. Yeah, thanks for... for you know, we have an audience, right? <laughs> the audience <laughs> isn't the guy that you're talking to right now. <laughs> uh, he was also on an episode of Would I Lie to You? Uh, oh, then, okay. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Pretty sure he's on an episode of 8 out of 10 Cats. Yeah, if you're talking to people who like uh, the Criterion films uh, and who like British comedies yeah. Yeah. in our audience, I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one you're talking to. Uh, anywho, um, what but, do you, what do you think is going to happen the next couple? Of I don't episodes? know. Like, like that, that mid credit scene, like completely probably changed my score of the, of the overall series alone. Like I had not been more hyped for the series until that moment. Well, I mean, it, with last episode in this one, with them being oh. on the planet that was dying yeah. or was about to face an apocalypse, essentially, um, an apocalyptic scenario. There wasn't much happening. It was just lots of conversations. We should say, though, that we did get a return of Lady Sif. Jamie Alexander came back, which was a lot of fun uh, because they put Loki in a memory, like, mind present kind of thing where it's the same memory over and over again replaying. We did have a really cool moment in episode three, too. Um, uh, Loki is confirmed as being bisexual, which when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, it does. So who cares? And I was yeah. like, oh, I, I get it. It's a it's a really big deal. Sure. And I'm I'm really happy that they did it. Uh, but then the scene where he's drunk at the bar uh, is just a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and them two playing off each other, trying to see which of their schemes is going to be the successful one to get them on the train yeah. was a lot of fun. Or talk with the old woman in the village as well, too. Um, all great stuff. 
Yeah, um, I would say it's more on par. These last two episodes were more on par with Falcon Winter Soldier for me at around that 6-7 mark. Sure. As my ranking for the episode. Sure, I feel like that's reasonable. Um, but I mean, I've, I've got really high hopes going forward. Yeah. And again, this is something that they say is going to be the future or the thing that impacts the universe. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the Time Variance Authority could, who we don't know who's running it now. And for some reason, I feel like it could be like Kang the Conqueror. Uh, it could be that because Kang's a time traveler who, who manipulates timelines. Well, he's got who's a going to be similar to what they, we saw yeah. the timekeepers um, when they were in the stone. And form. he's going to be in Ant Man in the Quantum Realm, I believe, as well too. The third Ant Man oh, film. Oh shit! So he could be a big bad going forward. Yes. So, but we'll see because they haven't. They have yet in the TV series to have any major like characters appear going forward although i don't know if that i mean agatha could show up i assume uh what u.s agent is gonna appear down the line as well too yeah um oh by the way um this is something i think that we missed on a lot of different newses from a, the past few episodes but uh supposedly namor is the namor is the big bad in black panther and supposedly he's already been cast yeah but we'll see yeah wraps yeah uh, I Nothing think it's funny too that we don't like, even talk about like DC news anymore. Like, oh, like Aquaman two has begun production, or like, oh, the Flash has been shooting. It's like I don't even believe That's any of those things. News, yeah, though. DC like, named a news is like, oh, guess what? In three months, we are going to have yeah. sex with your mom and film it and show it to you. I'm like, well, I guess that's happening. Uh, D- DC announced a show for uh, like, guess what? We bought some Madam Xanadu, I believe, which I don't believe really like that show is happening because I don't believe anything from DC is happening until I actually see it. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Fair. True. Um, yeah, and we I feel like we keep getting stuff left and right. But I also, from Marvel, and I think that some of it's because we also have Sony, uh, who's also teamed up doing the Spider-Verse stuff. Sure. So we're getting lots of news that way. Yeah, too. that's true. Uh, but why don't we segue into uh, a DC spinoff label, a Vertigo book. Yes. Uh, yes and yes. talk about the TV series we do with Matt and I both. Well, I want to I intro this. Okay, quick. go right ahead. Because this is one that I have never, this is one thing that I think that hasn't happened in something that we've talked about yet, but this is something that I introduced you to. Yeah, I agree. I well, I hope so because that's just what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you agree. We we are existing in the same reality. But I, I accidentally, I thought I bought the first three volumes of this. I bought the entire series in hardcover, <laughs> uh, so I got a great great deal on it, and it's beautiful on my shelf. Uh, but I read it in its entirety, and it is entirely heartbreaking. Uh, okay. And we obviously won't be spoiling the comic stuff. Yes, and uh, I will say this. Uh, and like Matt mentioned, like we're both big fans of the comic. We're we've huge oh, fans. We've talked about Jeff Lemire before. Uh, this is one of I want to say like, it's one of her one of his earlier works, but not like his earliest work uh, out there. Yep. But I think it was the thing that like kind of got him to the attention of Marvel and DC to start writing books for them. Yeah, or really DC, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is to say, but as far as comics that have absolutely just like left me feeling devastated, uh, there's the tier of Mao uh, by Art Spiegelman. And I think that this book safely can, can hold company there. Uh, I think that's, and this is one thing that I want to talk about with sweet tooth in particular, also spoilers for sweet tooth. Um, all every episode of the season, obviously. Uh, but this, the TV series is very 
different even tonally from the comic book I mean, while it's right there in the name it's very saccharine uh they definitely take a big uh happy tone yes like while like the boys comic book and the boys tv show have a lot of changes from the source material they're still very much the same tone yeah. throughout but while this took the same source material as uh obviously as the comic it is a very different book in the comic obviously it's still the same sleeping world it's a dystopian world where there's children who are hybrid people and animals uh and people are have formed clusters of societies like you see in typical like dystopian like type books that that is still all the same but tonally it is very different but i'll say off the bat while i probably would have preferred if they would have stuck to the utterly bleak tragic tone of the book I still really enjoyed the show for what it was. It is something different that I still really enjoyed. And I think it was really well done. It's it's really something different. And it feels really special. It, it really strikes this delicate balance of such a horrific, violent, sad, tragic time. And doesn't make it feel like that at all. It's a post-apocalyptic story where we have people burning their neighbors alive, killing them just so they don't catch this virus, this mysterious virus that is killing all the humans on Earth. Okay. So that's another big thing different as well, too, is we spend a lot of time in different viewpoints uh, in this book. And, and there are some of that in the comics. But these viewpoints are flashbacks for some of it as well, too. Yes. While we Sweet Tooth's really story flashbacks. yeah, is in the present, uh, we get the story of the doctor, whose name I can't remember. Singh. Dr. Uh, Dr. Singh. Uh, what happened with him and his community and with his wife. Uh, and then we get the storyline of the woman who lives at the zoo with the uh, girl-pig hybrid yes. as well. Uh, that's like the sea story. Uh, yep. And in the book, uh, Wendy's mom is not in the book. Yeah. That's uh, one of the small differences. Dr. Singh. Uh, Dr. Singh does exist in the book, but he doesn't yep. get any sort of like backstory like that at all. Well, they, they briefly mentioned like he, the commune he, that they he, that he has a at. speech. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of are led to believe that that might not be the truth, especially based on the tone of the book. Like yeah. everything that an adult says is essentially a lie. In yes. The book. Yeah. Um, um, my least favorite change, uh, my two least favorite changes uh, in the book. Alex, do you think you can guess what they are? Yes, I can guess what your answer probably made you almost turn off the series. Yep. Was I the fact that that, you're correct, th- that Jeopard was not a hockey player yes, and that he was one. a former NFL player. Correct. Yep. Uh, and they changed it uh, from Canada to the U.S., which is which is interesting too because when why when they, they approach when they're trying to find spoiler flooding series, they're trying to find Sweet Tooth's mom, but they when they get in Colorado, there's a sign that says like now entering like Essex County. Which is a reference yep. to another Jeff Lemire graphic novel series. Yep. Another all, very depressing. And a very Canadian book as yep. well, too. And a very hockey-heavy book as well. Yeah. Uh, there's another Lemire reference in there, too. And I can't remember which series it is. Oh, is it when Black Hammer comes down and just starts murdering the hybrids? <laughs> yeah, and then we get, like, the Infinity God guy just coming down as a big head. Yeah, or his half werewolf, half green arrow comes in uh, and starts just piercing. <laughs> She's like, I, like, I'm the lord of the hybrids. <laughs> I would kill for that. Um, But, so, yeah, I, I thought that was... I, I also, even though I don't care about hockey... Beyond the Mighty Ducks uh, or Slapshot. Like, that's where my hockey fandom begins and ends. 
I like I'm not a f- huge fan of changes like that at all. Like what's that to me definitely feels like them trying to more Americanize it. But w- what's the point? I feel like it is targeted at a different audience there, which is fine. And not necessarily a different audience, but like giving it broader appeal. Yeah, which is fine. If, and if that gets the show. That, yeah, that is, is a very cool. nitpicky complaint uh, on our it part. Really, uh, really is. But like, like I understand where you're coming from. Like yeah. if I read a comic and like a character was like a massive like ska fan. And like for the show, we're going to make him a mod. And I was like, "How yeah. dare you?" Well, here's the other thing, though. Here's why I don't have as much of a issue with it, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way. But when you see Jeopard, and by him, I mean his physical yeah, build, massive frame. He is not built like a hockey player. Hockey players are not yeah. built as wide as this yeah, man yeah, yeah. is. He's definitely more of a lineman. Can I say too? I think one of the series strength of this show. <laughs> Which I think is the thing that they got right, which is a hard thing to do, was that Christian Covery, who plays Sweet Tooth, does a really excellent job. He's not a super annoying kid. Uh, he has a couple follies where he does some dumb kid stuff, which I'm not like a huge fan of. But everything seems very much in line with his character. I, I thought the kid did a very good job throughout the movie, throughout the series. Is amazing. Uh, he is he is an absolute vision in this. Um, there's like slang that's very specific to somebody who's been sheltered their entire life and hid away like he has because the hybrids are being hunted by humans yeah. at this point. And it's very because they believe that the belief that the hybrids cause the plague that wiped out humanity. Yep. <coughs> and that is continuing to wipe out humanity. And yes. There's new waves of it coming um, of this virus that's killing yeah. people. This show is not very timely. Uh, <laughs> they should have done it literally any other time. Um, good point very good point yeah i will say also performance wise even though he was probably only in the first episode but he does appear later i thought will forte was excellent as his dad oh my god i want to i want to have a big long conversation about that let's save that a little okay. though because i want to have a, a whole knockdown drag out conversation about okay. forte and, and the mom uh between the three storylines the a story obviously was sweet tooth the b story with dr singh and the c story with wendy the C story was really my only issue with the series. I just Let's hear it. I just didn't care for it as much. I thought the A story obviously was good. It pushed the story forward from now. I thought the plot with Dr. Singh and like seeing like what people were like uh, and like how like the virus appear, like the first signs of it with like yeah. the pinky shaking and all that as well too. And his moral dilemma of basically murdering hybrids to try and find a cure. I thought all that was really interesting and really well done. I thought he did an excellent job as well as Dr. Singh. But the C story to me just seemed like a... It's like, okay, this is basically just the same thing Sweet Tooth is going through, but you're just staying put for it. it it's the same story, basically. I feel like it needed to be there just for the. I, I feel like you could have probably taken out 10 minutes across all the episodes of it. It needs to be there so we have the character introduction. So we have I think it's there for season, for season two. two. Yes. Exactly. It, it's for the season two. We should say it has not been renewed yet for a second yeah. season. I think it's inevitable based off of the love that it's getting. But yeah. you would have said that for Jupiter's Legacy. I would That's true, too. That but Jupiter's Legacy apparently cost like a billion dollars. So Yeah. Uh, it has a lot more notable actors it's true. Uh, than this, which has Will Forte. Yeah. Although Neil Sandland plays Abbott or General Abbott as well, too. He's not like a big, big name, uh, but he's been in other comic book stuff. He's the, the thinker and the big bad villain. I want to say in season four or five of The Flash as well, too. So he does have some ties to the comic book universe as well. Oh, I love that. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have an issue so much with 
with the C story. I definitely will, will say that I paid attention a little less. Sure. Um, I might have checked something on my phone real quick, check some scores. There's playoffs going on right yeah. now. Come on. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was still really good though. I didn't I didn't take a whole lot of umbrage with it. And it let us see um, eventually some of the hybrids that we kind of – Yeah, I, I, I like seeing Gus, uh, even though Gus seemed to be like – 10% human and 90% whatever he is, groundhog. Gus? Yeah. The main guy? No, no, no. Billy, you mean? Billy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh Oh, what? He's like a a mole rat? No, Gamora. Not a mole rat, but he might be like kind of mole. A gopher? He might be a gopher. Okay. Yeah, 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 that would make sense. Uh and it's so weird that they especially compared with the rest of the kids like they made him like full animal was like kind of kind Yeah, of, yeah. Which he is in the books. Sure. Uh, he's way more scrawny. He's not like yeah. a little pipsqueak thing, but he's like actually a human. Sense. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the only weird thing that I would say is this one character is very different than the rest of them. Uh, I will say too that like I love stuff like I loved when Gus like heard music for the first time, uh, and I love that they played the Temptations as well. Great, great choice. Yeah, that we part. get the Temptations. Uh, oh man, the ending for. I guess I'm thinking of Loki. Uh, sorry, never mind. Uh, Patsy, we get Patsy Klein in this uh, series. We get the Grateful Dead, which is just awful. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a big Grateful Dead fan, but I thought it was interesting that not we that got uh, some Grateful Dead here because we usually don't get that in shows. But I love that song, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just a good song. If you're going to do Grateful Dead, you do Scarlet Begonias and you do Sublime's cover of Scarlet Begonias. That's where the Grateful Dead begins I mean, and ends. Yeah. Is the one single Friend of the Devil's Grid good too? Come on. No. Sublime's cover is that it? That's it. Or Sublime with Realm performing it live. Okay. Gross. <laughs> Very gross. Um, let's see here. What were your uh, favorite parts of the show? Uh, I guess we have more to talk about. Yeah. Too, but the Temptations. Uh, let's move back to to Will Forte. To, I thought he was great. Uh, and I, I love that he reappeared later in the series. Obviously, so he dies well, yeah, an entire in the first of episode, episode as, yeah. as a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback. Uh, which, and the whole Gus's mom thing is new as well. That is completely new from the comics. Yes, that. And, and that's the only other new thing that I really clocked was the um, animal clan. The, like yes, the teenage that's animal new. And there's other stuff. Like Gus's, Gus's dad is completely different from personality-wise than who he was. Yeah, he was a religious and zealot. Dr. Singh is very different as well, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, so, like, but we talked about, like, this This is very different from the source material. But, like, this is one of the weird things. Like, I feel like if you enjoyed this series, you, you should still read the comic. Yeah. And oh, if you read I, the comic, you will not get spoiled for the show. I think down the line, you you definitely will be. And I think that you're going to see some things that are so incredibly heartbreaking. And I will say this. There is a new Sweet Tooth series right now, Sweet Tooth The Return, that yes. I have not read Same. yet. Neither of, I, um, neither of us have read that. And I think it's about to come out in trade. Okay. So I'll have to – by the way, I'm, uh, I'm officially not purchasing very many trades anymore. I'm going all hardcovers and really making my collection good. I'm going to – I'm open to doing like a comicsology or doing like a digital collection until things come out. So, He's a fancy boy is what he's saying. I am a fancy boy. Yeah, fancy uh, lad. That's something that Alex and I didn't talk about off here, but I wanted to let him know. Yeah. While the podcast is over, uh, I believe in supporting small companies like Marvel and Warner Brothers, Disney and Warner Brothers. Uh, Alex also um, steals almost all of the trades he doesn't want to buy. <laughs> I don't steal. I just have a not, library not card. copies. 
I just have a library That's card true. in a city that I don't live in. <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to get in on that uh, later conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to Will Forte and his mom. Yeah. I loved his mom. His mom was incredible. Yeah. Uh, she was great. She's uh, a scientist yeah. of sorts. She basically calls Blake. That's what it, it looks like right yeah. now. She definitely not Gus. technically her by herself, but yeah. the the company that she worked for. Gus appears oh. to be the first of the animal. I'm sorry. Hybrids. My favorite thing in the entire series was the weird two minutes we got of Reese Darby being in the show. Okay, Reese Darby. You remind me. You remember Flight of the Concords, right? Uh, I know Reese okay, Darby. Okay. Yes. Good, 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 good. When good. is he in it? Whenever it's the two yellow, yellow suit guys outside the hospital before Jepper shows up with the pregnant wife. Oh, before he hits one yeah. with his car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? You shouldn't like, I'm not going to do his voice, but like, you, should, well, you can't take off your helmet because like the guy's smoking a cigarette or smoking a vape uh, and all that. I didn't. So he was the one that was talking to that guy? Yeah. I didn't even clock that. Uh, 100%. So that just gives me hope. That he's in season two for a much bigger role. Because if he's not, then what's the point of watching the show? Because oh, he makes God. everything better. Oh, man. I am I watched that episode less than like five hours ago. And now I'm sad that I didn't even yeah, realize. It's a real shame. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Whatever. Well, if you do like Reese Darby, uh, I assume you like oh, Taika well. Waititi. There's another, yeah. what, what, there's another What We Do in the Shadows spinoff series uh, coming to HBO Max uh, in July. Oh. It's called Wellington Paranormal. Uh, it, it's it been out for a while in like New Zealand. Uh, and is the that qu- the spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. And, like the quality is not as good as like the TV series, but like if you're a fan of that show, oh, then shit. It's, some, it's something to keep an eye out for. Um, I definitely got some Lone Wolf and Cub vibes from this show um, a little bit. Um, the great series from the 50s. I don't know. <laughs> you don't get that? No, I I vague I'm a vaguely aware of the reference, but oh, like okay. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Je- uh, one of, I think my favorite moment um, is an action sequence when Jeopard protects the kid, which by the way in the comics he does not. He gives, no. he sells the kid to yeah. the last men. Yeah. Um, which they definitely went a different way, and I'm totally fine with it. Sure. Um, but he grabs a bear trap and slaps it on this guy's head. Yeah. yeah. And the, one of the most brutal murders I've ever seen. The comic is a lot more violent as well. This has a lot more implied violence. I want to say for the movie. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is not like a show for like little kids, but I can see like 14 a lot uh, of year olds. are saying it's a, it's a family friendly show. I'd say probably yeah. eight or nine and up. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of like the animal clan. For the most part, you're not a big fan. No, I liked uh, what's her face, the the woman who played the lead, who who led the clan. I thought she did a good job. She did a great job acting. She yeah. did a, a great job looking. But cool like the, in that costume. all the tiger stuff, like what we're gonna murder you via tiger. I was they're, a huge fan of. Yeah, there that was weird. Um, their beef was weird. It felt a little forced, like as a way to get out of a, a weird predicament. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Put themselves in. It was like a little writing hole that they were just sure. like, ah, we're going to get ourselves out real easy. Yeah. Uh, um, one of the things I do really appreciate in the film is obviously Sweet Tooth's grown up in the woods his entire life. Yeah. Uh, his dad's hit him away. He, The second that they, basically he was born, his dad drove him out to the woods, we find out. And, and squatted. Clearly not paying rent to whoever owns that land. Yeah, which yeah. is a capitalist nightmare. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Yeah. Jeez Louise. But 
I, I like that you can really see that he's grown up and lived in these woods and that he's got some of these animal instincts with some of the stuff. Like when he's running and jumping and tumbling, he's very adept in sure. the woods. Very skilled. Yeah. And from the comic, he would get more of that, like, his, like, deer ears can be able to pick up senses that, like... Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's like a less talented wolverine. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like a lot of the hybrids have it. Um, yeah. The other girl, the pig girl, has got it yeah. as well. Whitney. And I want to say, like, yeah, it's not it's not Penelope from the movie Penelope. Yeah. I, uh, I do want to call her Penelope. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, but it appears as if... Uh, and this is the same way in the comics. Uh, Penelope and... Uh, Gus are the only, I said it again, uh, Wendy and Gus are the only two that yeah. can talk. Yeah. All the other hybrids, um, I guess no ASL. I don't know. Or CSL. Yeah. But yeah, they know sign language. They sign to them when they're down in the, the hole. Do you, I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah. 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 Um, but so, I don't know. I thought this series again, there's so many bright spots, and I yeah, think I was very surprised because again, like it was still, it's I kind of like talk about this enough. It is still very different from the comics, but it's still very good. Yeah, and it's still very heartbreaking. I definitely cried at the last episode. I thought eight episodes too was the the perfect amount of episodes for a single season of this show. Yeah, uh, I think one of the most brutal moments is in that last episode too, when Singh realizes Singh Doctor Singh gets captured by the last men. Where the group bent, hell bent on capturing the hybrids and yeah. figuring out what's wrong with the virus by killing them and testing them. Uh, and Dr. Singh turns on like a blade saw and you just see this like half lizard kid with his gigantic yeah. eyes like do like a like little mouth lick. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is heartbreaking. And I will say that uh, Neil Sandland does a good job as, as Abbott as well. Like Abbott seems very menacing. Oh, he's uh, fantastic yeah. as a villain. Like I honestly thought that it, he was J.K. Simmons at first. Uh, He's got that look. Yeah. He really does. Uh, so I thought that was really well done. I, I hope this gets renewed for season two because I will definitely watch second season. Oh, my God. That moment at the end, just because I know what's coming, um, when Gus finally is – he gets captured, um, and so does Wendy and Billy and the rest of the animal crew from the zoo. Uh, they all kind of hug, and I – that was the moment that got me. Yeah. Because I know it's coming for that group of people. Yeah. Uh, so that, A birthday party. Yeah. yeah. A Chuck E. Cheese. But there's no cake. So yeah. it's really yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, I also loved, in a different moment, the uh, scene at the zoo afterwards. When yeah. When Jeopard's rescued. Yeah. I thought that was oh, right God, that was so, yeah. so brilliant. And she tells him that we're going to go get our kids back. Like, and, fuck uh, yeah. We didn't mention this, uh. but the showrunner for the show is J- Jim Mickle. Uh, I wish his name was Jim Jickle, but he did the Happen Leonard series. Uh, what Happen Leonard? Uh, it was oh, a Sundance okay. TV series uh, based off the Joel Lansdale books, which is a really fun series. Uh, but he's been tapped to do God Country, uh, which is a Tony Cage. Uh, no, Jason Aaron. You're right, Jason Aaron graphic. Yep. Yeah, Jason Aaron graphic novel. Bam! I haven't even um, read it, and I'm smarter than you, you stupid bitch. Uh, I showed you Sweet Tooth. I know who wrote that. <laughs> you're a stupid idiot. What you said, God Country? Yeah. God Country's Donny Cates. I'm thinking of... Dang it. Maybe second guess myself. I'm thinking of the Goddamned, which is Jason Aaron. Yeah, Jason Aaron. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I was right. Made you made you second guess uh, yourself. You're yeah, so stupid. Which is, I think, only like a five or six issue series. So I imagine that'll be a movie, uh, most likely. God Country. But I, I like, after watching Sweet Tooth, I'm like, oh, this is, I feel like God Country could be in good hands. Yeah, it's a good shape. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, but I thought Jim Meckle, I think he wrote most of the episodes he directed. I want to say most of them, if not all of them as well, too. Well, they created a whole world here, too. And yeah. I, I mean, if you create an entire world that's an entirely overgrown post-apocalyptic world where you're trading literal shoelaces for train tickets, yeah. like, it's it's an entirely yeah. different thing. And everything looked dilapidated and old yeah. and like the apocalypse happened 12 years ago because it did. All right. So what do you rate this on a scale of one to ten? Eight and a half. Really, really strong first outing. One of the most impressive moving things. And I think that a lot of people are getting lured into this false sense of security by the kind of uplifting ending. But get ready to just have your guts ripped out because not everybody's going to be alive at the end of this. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go seven. Uh, I thought it was great. I think you should definitely watch it as well uh, and read the books. But I think the series, it. It's something that, like, I don't think I consume a lot. It's, like, media for, like, what, like, the intended, like, genre is or what the, what, what the intended, like, yeah. and I thought it was really well done. Like, for instance, like, taste. like, I watched Mighty Duck Game Changers recently, which I thought, this is a pretty similar age range, maybe a little bit older for Sweet Tooth, but not by much, maybe, like, by a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought this was definitely better than Mighty Duck Game Changers, and I really like Mighty Duck Game Changers, but that, I think, was more nostalgia than anything. I think this was definitely the better run show. You don't have a lot of fond memories of deer hybrid children running through the woods as a child? I do, but it mostly just ended up with just people finding pornography in the woods as you do as a kid. <laughs> Jumping bikes over a three-foot ramp in the yeah, woods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> finding uh, porno mag bikes, with friends. Bikes, rollerblades. <laughs> Take out the metal wheels so that way you can grind across the curbs. Come on. Oh, I remember people doing yeah. that fucking up yeah. their skates and then you go back home and you watch brink on repeat <laughs> yep that's yeah. that's the life yeah i know ought to be uh nine again fun fact the first thing i ever watched on disney plus was brink oh that sounds right yeah the first song played in that movie is look before you leap by the suicide machines another fun fact for everyone so anyways next episode we're going to be doing black widow not brink Thank God. uh hopefully second, matt and i will be seeing it mostly empty theaters with people who are vaccinated as well. Uh, yeah, hopefully the Delta variant isn't uh, alive and kicking well, at my local theater. Yeah. Let me tell you, I bought the first showing of the day. What theater are you seeing it at? I'm going to the Warren. I'm going okay, to so, IMAX. So, yeah, I'm but not like, going to like, the private reserve screening. Okay, I, I, I think that's fair. Because I'm going to $20 on food instead like, of my $20 on my well, ticket. Well, Bloodshot. Bloodshot is the kind of film that I see at our local terrible theater. Yeah. But like I feel like Blackwood, especially after so long, like you see what is to us like our premier theater in the area. Right now, I would go see Spiral and pay fifty dollars <laughs> to go see it in the theater, yeah. even though I know it's shit. Everybody has said it's shit. I know, and I'm still I'm still looking forward to seeing Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know it's gonna be awful, but yeah. I'm ready to watch it. Uh, as always, you can email us at henchmanacomic@gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever porno mags are sold. Alex <laughs> is the Playgirl of the month. Finally, after much <laughs> lobbying and several sneaky donations. And much, much bribery to uh, Hustler. Uh, <laughs> somehow they managed to get him on the cover of Playgirl. It's weird. For Internet Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. Uh, and I'm still here. Hinchin' ain't easy.